0: Welcome to Converse Under the Baobab Tree, your show where I highlight experiences of living in the Netherlands. This show is intended for anyone intending to immigrate here or some other place in Europe, or already living here and curious about activities of daily living. My name is Kweku. I'm a Ghanaian and presently living in the Netherlands, and I am your host. So, in the last episode, I spoke about the Netherlands social security system and benefits available to citizens, residents, and persons employed in the country with a focus on benefits under the National Insurance Scheme. In this episode, I will be covering the remainder of this topic with a focus on benefits under the Employee Insurance Scheme. Employee insurance is a requirement for persons who work in the Netherlands and this ensures that employees have a temporary income if they are unable to work for one reason or the other. We have the Institute for Employee Insurance which is referred to in Dutch as the UWV, and has the abbreviation UWV as responsible for the administration of unemployment benefits and other work-related insurance in the country. Employee benefits in the Netherlands typically cover three areas which are unemployment benefits, sick leave and disability benefits. Employers pay contributions on behalf of their employees to the Dutch tax office as part of payroll tax. So, If you work in a salaried position in the Netherlands, your social security payments for employee insurance would be Automatically deducted access from your income by your employer. If you are self-employed, which many working individuals in the Netherlands are estimated at around a million, you are not mandated to have insurance against sickness, unemployment, or disability. However, you have a choice to enroll with one of several insurance companies in the country to cover these areas. This means that you pay by yourself individual social security contributions so as to remain, uh, to as to receive employee benefits should you suffer any illness or disability that prevents you from generating income for yourself. So I will start with unemployment benefits under the Unemployment Insurance Act. Under this act, if you are employed in the Netherlands and become partially employed, which means that you have, for example, lost at least half of your work hours and the pay that goes with it, or you become unemployed, then you are entitled to unemployment benefits subject to some conditions. These conditions include that you must have worked for at least 26 weeks in the 36 weeks before you became unemployed. Also, your unemployment status should be through no fault of yours which means that yeah, it should not be dismissal due to you having been engaged in some activity or some illegal uh, activity that your employer can use as a basis to terminate your employment. And uh, another condition is that you should be directly available for paid work. The duration of unemployment benefits would depend on how long you were previously employed so as a basic rule each year of work would entitle you to a month of unemployment benefit with a minimum duration of three months and a maximum duration of 38 months which is a little above uh, three years on how much you receive as unemployment benefit This would depend on how much you earned in the year before you became unemployed. So during your first two months of unemployment, you would receive 75% of your monthly unemployment benefit, which is capped at a maximum of 4,975 euros for the year 2022. Thereafter, this is reduced to 70%. Unemployment benefits will stop if you no longer meet the conditions to receive unemployment benefits. So for example, if you should find a new job that pays you at least 87.5% of your monthly unemployment wage, that automatically means that you are no longer eligible to receive unemployment benefits. If the new job you find pays less than 87.5%, you are entitled to receive a supplementary benefit to make up this difference. In case you no longer meet conditions to receive unemployment benefit, but you have not found a new job, then you may have to look at seeing whether you qualify for some other social assistance benefit under, yeah, again, certain conditions. The next employee benefit i cover is sickness benefits, which is Under the sickness benefits act With this if you become ill and you work for an employer Your employer will continue to pay your wages up to the first two years of sickness at a minimum of 70% After two years of sick leave there would be a review that determines whether you Qualify for disability benefit. That is the third benefit scheme that I would go into. But yeah, just so you know. After two years, the employer would review to see whether you now stand a better chance of applying for disability benefit as they are no longer mandated to continue to pay you to pay you that sickness benefit. Sick pay is also possible in the event of sickness that results from pregnancy and childbirth bankruptcy of your employer and a few other specific circumstances. If you're a female employee, your sick pay entitlement is up to 100% of your salary, again capped to the maximum daily pay, if your sickness or absence is in connection with childbirth. The final employee benefit is the disability benefit which is mandated under the Work and Income Act. Here, you may be eligible for a disability benefit if you have been ill for nearly two years, you are under the age of 66, and you have suffered at least a 35% loss of salary because of your illness. If your income loss is from 35% up to 80%, while you still remain working based on your ability, then your compensation is up to a maximum of 70 percent of the lost income for employees who suffer a permanent disability and as a result suffer an income loss of more than 80 percent their disability benefit is up to 75 percent of their lost income which is capped at a gross annual salary of 58,311 euros and you will be entitled to continue receiving this up until you turn 66 years of age so away from these uh benefits that are mandated under the employee insurance scheme i also wanted to just highlight a few benefits that or you can call them perks yeah that some employers usually provide to either recruit and or to retain employees. These include transport allowance where you receive up to 19 cents per each kilometer that you travel for work-related activities for 214 working days in a year. There's also education reimbursement if you partake in some job-related training some employers would also provide a mobile phone, laptop, or a company car, depending on the business needs. Some would also offer flexible work hours and leave schemes that offer you the opportunity to, for example, buy or sell extra leave days. Others would offer the membership discounts because also now there's quite a focus on Health and wellness. So some employers who don't have a gym, for example, on their facility, would offer their employees with gym membership discounts to engage in some exercise activities away from work. Others also offer financial plans to support employees to buy bicycles, laptops, and/or home office equipment. We also have some who would offer group health insurance schemes and accident insurance schemes that employees can enroll on, among others. This has been Convos Under the Baobab Tree. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions or topics you would like discussed, please do send a mail to the address in the description.